0: Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs and Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio and Fox 29 San Antonio Spurs Zone. Can you believe it? We're back. The Spurs are back in action a, after a very long break. But there will be resuming the rodeo road trip where they'll be taking on the Utah Jazz later on tonight out in Utah. We'll be discussing that game tonight. What are a few things the Spurs got to do to get a W on this uh, rodeo road trip, which it has been a little rough, Frank. Right? One in five, that's the record heading into tonight as far as the roadie road trip is concerned for your Spurs. Also on the show, DeJounte Murray had some, ooh, some fire comments for Lonnie Walker uh, over the break, but it sparked a great debate among Spurs fans. What did he say? What did uh, Spurs fans think about what DeJounte Murray uh, said? To do that and more, I'm joined by Jonas Clark. You know him, you love him. He is formerly with Ticket 760, and uh, apparently, you know, he's already looking towards a future because he's already writing about the Austin Spurs with the Project Spurs Network. Uh, Jonas, is it that bad for you already? You're already looking forward to the future? You gave up on the season?
1: Jeff, I haven't given up on the season, so it's not that bad. And, <laughs> and if you ask most people, you know, I might be one of the more optimistic Spurs fans out there as far as the season's going, but just as, you know, the spurs we have a whole bunch of of youth you know the next wave if you if you really believe it is up in austin three draft picks from this last year um that fill a lot of needs and I, I think that it's great you know um a great opportunity to really bring their progress along as, as they come through the rookie season uh, to spurs fans with project spurs and covering uh the austin spurs for them
0: all right well you know it's not the offseason quite yet, and I know there'll be a lot of discussion about the rookies and whoever they pick in the upcoming draft. But we got to take care of the here and now. And tonight, Jonas Spurs at Jazz, as mentioned in the intro. The road trip continues. It's almost done, but right now they're one in five. Hey, they got a win right before the break over Oklahoma City, so that was good. Huge. But this this Jazz team is tough. They are well above five hundred at home, I believe. They're about 20, 21-5, something like that, at home. They're beating teams by a plus oh, yeah. seven at home, and the Spurs, well, they've been a rough roadie road trip. Jonas, when you look at tonight's contest, and if you're in that locker room and you're the head coach, what are you telling this team that they need to do in order to pull out another win tonight?
1: Uh, I think the one thing that they have to do is show up. Right. And play four quarters. We haven't gotten the, we haven't gotten the Spurs really play four quarters at all this year. Um, and I think Pop really needs to drive that home because this is a good team. Uh, look at the last time that we beat the Jazz just about a month ago. A hot start Mm -hmm. right out of the gate. 37 points. Um, one of our highest scoring quarters of this season. And that really helped them to be able to maintain and survive the third quarter, which we usually struggle. It's either going to be the third or the fourth quarter that we really kind of let things go. Um, but by building a, a, a lead and coming out of the game hot, um, that gives you a chance. But they just got to really believe in themselves and go out there and and play four quarters. That's, that's it, Jeff. It's, it's that simple.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, Utah is hot right now. They've won four straight. Uh, I believe that's the longest winning streak currently in the NBA. Uh, donovan mitchell you know he's coming off an all-star appearance as is rudy gobert um, this this jazz team if there's one thing that stands out for me jonas when i'm looking in and not i'm in that locker room with you and we're trying to rally up the troops i'm saying do not take this jazz team lightly on the defensive end defensively this team is a beast they rank four or five um in the nba in opponent points per game at about 107 this spurs team look let's let's just be honest We have a large enough sample size, Jonas. This team cannot get it done on the defensive end. But what they can do is get it done on the offensive end as a whole for the season. They're going to have to come out firing, Jonas. I think they're going to have to get that offense going if they want to have any chance against a very defensive-minded Utah team. Jonas, your thoughts?
1: Uh, Entirely, Jeff. And and really what that comes down to is, is taking the right shots out of the gate. Um, build some momentum. Nobody, nobody's really played meaningful basketball in about a what a week and a half, almost yeah. two weeks, and is what it feels like. At least it feels like forever um, since we've actually had some action. And it, you know, shake off the rust. And and by shaking off the rust and, and and making some easy shots, you can build some confidence, build some momentum, and the game doesn't feel you know as difficult. Uh, to work your way back into and I think that's really going to be the important part Um, of course like you mentioned you're going against one of the top defensive teams and they've got size and we haven't handled size very well at all this season Um, and that's going to be on pop really I think to make sure that we match well Um, in terms of personnel I would like to see you know I, I know that he used to play for the Jazz uh, and, and one Trey Lyles, but I'd like to kind of see him take a bench, uh, a seat on the bench tonight as far as the starting role goes. Uh, get Yak out there, let him mm-hmm. let him build some confidence yeah. and, and pound those boards against Rudy Gobert's size.
0: I, I agree with you right there. You know, I think Rudy Gobert is going to be an issue for the Spurs in the middle. Um, you know, say what you will about him on the offensive end, but this guy, you know, he can do some damage on the defensive end, blocking shots. You know, I, in my opinion, he's going to get the Defensive Player of the Year again. Um, and as I yeah. mentioned, he's, he's, he's coming off an all-star appearance, so he's riding high right now. So, yeah, you're going to need all hands on deck in the paint versus that monster Rudy Gobert. You mentioned about uh, familiarity with Trey Lyles with Jazz. You also got familiarity on the other side, too. I mean, Quinn Snyder, he's a product of the Spurs uh, coaching tree there. He knows a few things about the Spurs. He employs a lot of the Spurs uh, schemes on both ends of the court in Utah, and it's working out. But Jonas. I get it, you know, people look at Gobert and Mitchell, you know, it's obvious. You know, they're all-stars. But they've got kind of other pieces around them that can be effective, namely oh, yeah. Joel Ingles. That guy, yeah. if he gets hot from three, you might call it a day, Joe. Uh, Jonas.
1: And, and that's going to be one of those keys. And, and and Jeff, when when I bring up personnel, again, this is going to be one of those things where we really need to see – the the two guard set that, that Spurs fans have been expecting to see all year and 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 hoping to see get Derek White out there with DeJounte Murray. Shut down their production on the perimeter. And and Joe is one of those, you know, Joe Ingles is one of those guys you have to hold in check. And they've got great veteran leadership when you add in you know the offseason edition of Mike Conley mm-hmm. and, and his ability as a scorer and And, of course, you know the all star himself, donovan Mitchells kind of you know really coming into his own as the face of that franchise and uh and and the leader on that team and I think that you know this is a time where we kind of need to rely on our leaders a little bit too
0: whats that break um do you think that you know is that question rest versus rust again you know the spurs they they're coming off that big win over OKC, you know really took it to them, and then the break happened. Are you worried about that heading in tonight's game? I'm
1: not worried about it. Um, kind of like I said earlier, Jeff, it, I mean, it, it's really about, you know, finding your pace, finding yourself, your footing, you know, back on the court again after some time off. Uh, I hope that the guys stepped away from the game, right? This has been a right. you're in this, Most other teams don't have to go through what the Spurs have to in terms of, you know, eight straight road games um and, and being away from your your family your your home everything and and just constantly living out of hotel room, so I hope they did go back and and relax a little bit and and now it 's time to come back out here um there might be a little rust because again it's going to feel you know maybe rejuvenating to get back there out, out on the court, but you've got to make those easy shots, and I think that 's how you you Loosen up the joints, and, and you really build the confidence in, in the mind. You know, it's a mental game out there. And if you can't, if you're coming back off of a break and you you feel like uh you're not really back into it because you're not making shots, then then that's going to you know just create problems as, as the game progresses. Make easy baskets. Go for easy shots. I don't want to see three. see a three-point attempt in the first three minutes. <laughs> we haven't hit a two-pointer yet.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, speaking of three-pointers, or in this case, not really making three-pointers, DeMar DeRozan, he's been the rock for the Spurs this entire season. It's unfortunate, you know, he did not get the nod for the All-Star game this past weekend, but it is what it is, you know, he took time off. And he recently uh, spoke about the time off, because I forget, he was out the last couple of games before the break. He said he's back raring to go. How huge is that for the Spurs team tonight?
1: It's, I mean, it's priceless, right? Yeah. Having your your your, your veteran um, points leader out there uh, when when everybody else kind of seems to, um, you know, maybe be working working their way through. He he's been a, a very consistent point, especially since the calendar turned over to twenty twenty, um, mm-hmm. in terms of shooting percentage and and points per game. And it's great to have him back out there. I know that some people are worried about, you know, what that means for DeJounte Murray's, you know, kind of uptick in production that he, he we saw from him in those uh, two games that DeMar was out. But, I mean, I think that everybody's got to be happy to have him back because he's a, he's a hell of an all-star talent, whether he made the all-star team or not.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting game tonight. You know, look, the Spurs uh, and Jazz already met one time this season. The Spurs got the W on Utah. And, by the way, DeMar DeRozan, is yeah, season high versus Utah 38 points so hopefully that will duplicate itself uh, tonight in Utah but yeah you, you know Jordan I think and Jonas I think they need to get this win uh, I know mathematically they're not out of the playoff race yet and there was a big section of Spurs fans that are saying no it's, it's game over you know let's face it uh Jonas a miracle does have to happen they got to go on some incredible run in the last few games and get some help yeah do you still believe they can do it?
1: Yeah, Jeff. You know, I think that across the city, we, we all might need to light a candle every night throughout <laughs> the rest of the season. But um, but it, it can be done. Again, you've got a, a, one hell of a, of a of a head coach in in Gregg Popovich, right? Yeah. Uh, his resume speaks for itself, and I think that that's the one of the, arguably the sole reason why you still can't count this team out, even though um, you know we're sitting well below 500 yet, and, mm-hmm. and pretty securely in the 10th spot, uh, the 7th seed is not really something we can chase down. But just going for that 8th seed, uh, it's going to take a lot. But this is where you know these guys really need to come together and gel and just build off of you know. The win that they picked up mm. right before the All-Star break, that was huge. If we were coming back off of a loss, I might say that there's no way that they mentally get this turned around. But, you know, uh, to come back off a win, um, Jeff, I, I don't think that this season's quite over yet. I wouldn't anticipate honking down Tomers uh, this <laughs> year, but playoffs, I, I could feel pretty good about, what, year number 23 consecutively?
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because if history's any uh teacher, the Spurs pulled this same thing before um it was doom and gloom or the, the clock struck midnight last season. Recall their exactly. first half of the season was just terrible. It was terrible. Remember when last season they were getting trounced by 30 or more points a, in a string of games? And then the I I, I, I,
1: I I men and blacked myself on that one. I I, I erased my memory, <laughs> Jeff.
0: Well, uh, sorry to un uh, men in black at, but my, my point is, is this is that the Spurs have done it. They did it last season. And, um, you know, that's when Derek White had his uh, incredible coming out party, you know. And that's a- yeah, and then, you know, they made the postseason when they already counted them out and they pushed Denver to 10 to seven games. And so, so, crossing fingers that that will happen again starting tonight in Utah. When we get back, Jonas and I are going to continue our chat about the San Antonio Spurs, but this time put Lonnie Walker and DeJounte Murray right on that spotlight. We're back and I'm joined by Jonas Clark, former, um, Oh yeah, we were a sound guy out there at Ticket 760, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I was a board operator and I helped uh, produce some segments there with the Chris Dool show and, and mm-hmm. as well on the sports grind
0: too. Yep. And you can currently catch his work covering the Austin Spurs with the Project Spurs Network. Jonas, the Young Bucks. And I'm talking about two of them, Lonnie Walker and DeJounte Murray. They were on yeah. the lips of many Spurs fans over the break because Lonnie Walker, and if you all follow him on social media, he says a lot of philosophical, very encouragement type phrases on his social media. And he did it again. and. But look, buried within the comments of that post was DeJounte Murray. And in a nutshell, because I can't repeat everything on here, because there's a cuss words, and I cannot do that. And by the way, side note really fast, Jonas. I don't know if you heard the inside joke between me and our good friend uh, Joe Garcia over at Two Shots. Um, we call we call um, Lockdown Spurs Disney+, Plus, and we call his show Netflix. So that can give you an idea of the differences between the show, <laughs> but
1: it um, he, he might even be working, working a little bit more towards like uh, HBO.
0: Okay. Well, fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, my point is, is this, is that uh, DeJounte Murray chimed in, and pretty much in a nutshell said, Hey, Lonnie, you know, you and I, we're going to you know, run this team. Uh, and when our opportunity comes, uh and emojis on there, and one of them we'll talk about right now uh, was the uh, zipper mouth, and you put a hundred on there. And needless to say, it got Spurs fans riled up. They were loving every second of it, But it also started a debate. And the big debate is whether or not DeJounte Murray is ready for that leadership role. Now, Jonas, you were very, very vocal on this post by Lonnie and then the subsequent react by Murray. You got into it a few fans, and you're the you're advocating that Murray is ready right now to be a leader. Why is that?
1: Well, I think that he's gone as you know as far as to ask for it at times um, in the past, especially when he was working on coming back from, from the ACL injury. And and this is and again, this is something that a leader would say. Uh, to another member of their team, you know, I swear you, man, you know, we're going to get this. It's an uplifting message. It's positive and it speaks, you know, towards the future. It's not tearing down until you get to the zipper emoji. The 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 zipper across the lips is that's, that's passive aggressive. um, I'm going to use the term millennial social media usage. Because mm-hmm. that's saying that I'm not saying something, right? There's there's something that he's not go, not going to put out there, but he's already putting something out there just by using that emoji. And I I think that he, he's he's done well in terms of um, you know putting the content out there on Twitter and and on, on his Instagram stories about you know how how hard he's working and that you know he he said multiple times this year I swear we're going to figure this thing out you know mm-hmm. give us the time be patient with us um and, and that's very lead, those are very leadership qualities so I think that he's been kind of asking for it this is this is this speaking out saying there's a problem through this emoji that that's what this emoji tells me Jeff is that there's a there's something that he's not willing to speak on a leader wouldn't even tell you there's something that we're not going to speak on. They just want to bring it up in the first
0: place. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I'm about to tell you. So I think I already told you uh, this on social media prior to the recording was that Popovich has come out in previous games uh, when he was asked about Murray and his development. And one thing that stood out, and that's coming from one leader, a big one, Popovich, he said they're not expecting him to be a leader, that all they want him to do right now is focus on his game. A part of me all agrees right. with that, um, Jonas, and I, bring, I say that because you technically you should have your leaders in the form of LMA and Double D, DeMar DeRozan. They should be the team leaders. They're the vets, not him. He's clear. coming off a, a, a uh, surgically repaired knee. He should be focused on getting better, and he's getting there. The trajectory is getting there. I think the leadership thing will come down the line. Um, you disagree with me on that or why? Yeah,
1: um, just because, again, a leader carries himself as a leader at all times. They don't have to. Um, they, don't, they don't wait for their opportunity to lead. They do it just through the small things, Jeff, and, and it's the way they handle themselves. And even if, you know, Popovich is saying, you know, we're not expecting him to be a leader right now, you know, we're asking him to just get better at playing basketball, that's that's fine, but the expectation is still set there, um, just by saying, you know, in, in Pop's use use of the term yet or or not not yet, because um they're going to expect that of him down the road. But again, a comment like he said on, on Lonnie Walker's Instagram post just says to me that he doesn't he might not be the leader that we we want him to be or that pop eventually wants him to be because a leader wouldn't do uh something like that again in terms of creating drama and and, and noise in a season that already has enough noise around it uh, mm-hmm. you know, since Damari Carroll just got bought out and he, right. he was very vocal on his social media in terms of, you know, trying to remember, you know, he was being very passive aggressive in terms of, um, uh, you know, not saying anything about the process, but just that he was saying positive and thanks for being with me and things are working themselves out. Um, you know, so you just had that buyout happen that we, we haven't had a season this bad since 1996. Mm-hmm. and yeah this is not something else you need from you know potentially the leader you're your, your leader of the future um if pops you know not expecting that of him quite yet you don't you don't start you know t- losing your opportunities mm-hmm. to be called upon as that leader through your actions now
0: well going back to that post and look um I know I'm old. I think everybody knows that I'm old enough to be pretty much all of Spurs uh, fandom's father. I mean, that's how old I am. I go back to the hemisphere (laughs) days. And, but when I saw the post and two things stood out for me, and you mentioned one of them, the zipper mouth. Okay, fine, Uh, I'll give you that one. Maybe it is just a millennial thing and these young kids and they're using their emojis for everything, fine. But he capitalized the word opportunity, very distinct. And to me, Jonas, that really stood out for me. I took that as, I'm not speaking for Murray, I took that as that they feel, and maybe he feels, they're not getting him and Lonnie, getting that opportunity right now to do some damage on that court. Your thoughts?
1: Well, you know, and that's a very key word, you know, yeah. especially when, you, when, I, when I look at, you know, again, talking about leaders and and maybe making him the leader of this team is is you don't wait for your opportunity and actually, uh, you know what's he really waiting for? That opportunity is right now. Mm-hmm. Ever since he's been pulled from the minutes restriction, he's putting up you know playing about thirty minutes per game. If you can't find an opportunity to uh, take over on the basketball court, whether it be through you know as a point scorer, as an elite defender. Mm-hmm. or just as a leader of this team, then you're wasting an opportunity. It's there. Like, like, Champions don't wait for opportunity. Leaders don't wait for opportunity. Winners don't wait for opportunity. They create that opportunity uh, based off of what they're given. And, and and he has one hell of a chance right now. He's a starting mm-hmm. point guard for this team. Um, And I think that one of the biggest stats that sticks out to me is is you know what 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 is he making of the opportunity he has, and that could even come down to shot selection, mm-hmm. right? And 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 if you if we need him to score points, then um, you know we need him to shoot a little bit better than that 50%. You know, he's, I think his his season percentage is right around 48% right now. Um, and you look at the last two games that he has, you know, everybody's really excited about when Demar Derozan was out. Mm-hmm. And his best night, his best night happened on a night that he shot nine of eleven.
0: Right.
1: You know, okay, yeah, you make your shots, you score points, you look great out there on the court. You know, when he he went five of, I think five of nine or whatever the night before, or five mm-hmm. of twelve the night before, and he only put up fourteen points. And everybody, I think that still doesn't, you know, say to me that he's taking advantage of his opportunities if he's getting, you know, thirty-four minutes and you're only putting up, you know, fourteen points and 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 missing half your shots.
0: Well, look, I like the the positivity. I like the future forward thinking. I like that he recognizes that Lonnie's gonna be one of his guys uh, once the new generation of Spurs take over. I'm talking about the younger generation, the ones that are coming through the system, like your Keldons and and Eubanks, I'm sorry, and um, Luca and Weatherspoon and of course Lonnie and uh Murray, you know, they're products of the Spurs. Uh, drafting and, and, you know, the development phase, you know, LMA and DeMar, they're not, you know, they were drafted years ago and by different teams and developed uh, right. different organizations. So that new wave of Spurs are going to have to have that mindset. And let's face it too, Jonas, this new generation of Spurs, again, the ones that were drafted by the Spurs, um, right. They're likely not going to have Popovich for the term. They're they, if they're lucky, maybe they get another year. Maybe they make it two, but eventually, when they hit their prime, he'll be long gone. Yeah, and they need to have that camaraderie. So, as far as the camaraderie aspect of it, I liked it. Um, you also see, you also seen uh, them. I think Lonnie, yeah, he made a trip out to Austin uh, during the season uh, to give support to the young guns up there. You like that, but again, Jonas, I cannot walk away from this conversation feeding like that word opportunity was capitalized because he just maybe feels that they're not getting it. I'm not the only one who says that. You see Spurs fans during game night saying, why can't you put Lonnie and DeJounte out there? You know, do it, do it, do it. If they're products of millennial era, maybe they see what's going on on social media and they're agreeing with Spurs fans. Jonas, your thoughts?
1: And and that might be the case, you know, but there's this part of the team operations that you just op- you don't open the door to,
0: you know. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I'm all, I'm all for him, you know, talking his talk, but eventually, I'm going to need him to walk that walk.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad you brought that. Because, up that was going to be my next point. He's going to have to walk the walk now,
1: right? And and he, but I'm I'm saying he's been needing to walk the walk, you know, ever since he has come out. You know, he he said, I think it was about two months ago on Twitter that, you know, he, he's grinding and he, you know, just be patient with us. We're, we're going to get this thing figured out. Well, two months later, we're still not getting it figured out. And it doesn't appear that he's gotten his, even his game quite figured out yet either. And I get, I understand he's coming back from an injury and I've never torn an ACL. I can't imagine how difficult that is to come back from, you know, but he, he even when he was under the minutes restriction, he was saying he couldn't get to, you know, couldn't wait to go get run, and and you know he was kind of tired of the minutes restriction, and he just wanted to come out and play. He understood that the medical staffer had his best interests in mind in terms of his minutes restrictions, but uh, I I just need more action from him, and I don't need it on Instagram. I need more com- camaraderie building and communication on the mm-hmm. court from him, you know. Walk over when when Bryn's hanging his head after missing a three. Go over there, tap his shoulder, lift his spirits back up, and and, and motivate him to continue to stay in the game. You know, Bryn doesn't need doesn't need help. You know, being talked into taking a shot, but in terms of maybe just the mental element of staying in, even take a you know a veteran, Demar Derozan, when he gets frustrated with the foul, you know, not getting the fouls called that, that he should get called. You know, I want to see DeJounte walk over there and just mm-hmm. give him a dap and, and say, hey, man, just, just hang in there. We're grinding. But they're all just walking over to the bench, you know, alone. And and and, and when, when Pop calls timeout, and I I want to see him interacting a bit more, communicating a bit more, and being the leader, that uplifter that he is on social media, I want him to bring that to the game.
0: Yeah, look – the the future is bright there's no doubt about that and if that comment of anything that we should take away with that is simply that he's going to fill in that role eventually he will be that leader for this next wave of of spurs and even if popovich says that they don't expect him to be a leader right now he's definitely coming into his own when we get back jonas i continue our chat about your san antonio spurs We're back and I'm joined by Jonas Clark. He is a Austin Spurs guy over at the Project Spurs network. Jonas, you know, this is the part where you have to like punch me in the gut and say, "Jeff, you didn't even ask me to give out my Twitter handle." Jonas, I am sorry, Jonas. Tell everybody how they can follow you on <laughs> social media. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Jeff.
1: Um the uh, I won't I won't punch you in the gut.
0: Okay, thanks. I had thanks, uh,
1: <laughs> but I appreciate you giving me the second, you know, uh, at Jark Clonus on Twitter, J A R K C L O N A S, um, on Twitter. And of course, yeah, you know, I, I, am heavy following, uh, the Austin Spurs, you know, who of course have, um, their black history month game, uh, on, on Thursday night. And, mm-hmm. um, it's great for them to be back in action and, mm-hmm um, so, uh, you know, talking about, you know, how their season's progressing, I just got a new piece out there on Drew Eubanks, and how I think mm-hmm. that he deserves to, you know, a call up to the San Antonio Spurs, because his his two-way contact is up at the end of the season, Jeff, and, um, and, and he, he makes the G League look easy, and I want to know, kind of, you know, I want to get a better idea as to whether his game can carry over to, um, the NBA, and I think that it's, uh, worth bringing him up and leaving Keldon Johnson, you know, down in the G League a little bit more to finish the season off. Um, check out the article on Project Spurs Network, ProjectSpurs dot uh, com. Um, you can find out my Twitter handle at Clonus or even at um, Project Spurs on Twitter.
0: There you go. Give Jonas a follow. He's a great follower. He'll definitely interact with you if you have a hot take. I or definitely you, will. <laughs> will interact with you and. Yeah, he- Relentless, so get ready if you do. But Jonas, you know, we're up against the clock right here, but a few more points about the Spurs. Let's circle back to the game tonight Spurs at Utah. They only got a couple more games in the rodeo road trip tonight, and then like the go Casey again. Um, what do you think? Two and oh, or they got O and two, or they're gonna split.
1: Jeff, I, I'm super optimistic about at least finishing off this rodeo road trip. Strong. Um, I know last year we went one and seven on the rodeo road trip. Some people think that we might, uh you know, drop these next two. I think we're going to win them both. The, tonight's definitely uh a winnable game, and I think that if we can build some momentum off of beating the Jazz here, we can carry that into OKC and, and kind of take a revenge game on this rodeo road trip against them. Uh, give me two and zero.
0: Oh. oh, there we go, two and zero. Oh uh i'm gonna go split i think uh utah is just um they're just too good
1: probably the wiser decision
0: <laughs> yeah I, i'm gonna go split and y- y- you know what um uh, i just yeah I, I think utah is just a beast um they're on with their winning streak um you know defensively they were, we mentioned it. They're, they're one of the best teams out there and offensively they're nothing to ignore you okay see the spurs simply seem to have their number. Especially a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, he always plays well against them. So I think split will be my prediction. Crossing fingers, it does happen. Because, hey, they won the game on the roadie road trip. Another one. So it's not a total skunk show. But listen, uh, Jonas, he gave you where to follow him on social media. Now it's my turn. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G. zone Go to the zone News for San Antonio. Fox 29, San com. For everything you need to know about your Spurs from this podcast itself, where you can check it out. Also, what did George Gerb have to say about Martin Ginobili? Very interesting thoughts on uh, one Spurs legend about another. It's over there at the Spurs zone. But for Jonas Clarks, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.